get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. That's Tanner Hendricks, and I'm Brandon Kylie. Right now, we are very happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to talk to the man that's been in the eye of the hurricane over the last week or two, and that's Jesse Doherty, who covers the Nationals for the Washington Post. Jesse, we only talk about this from the Cardinals' perspective, so we're not circulating it every day as much as you are. This has to have been like the circle of your life over the last couple of weeks. How are you doing this morning? Are you guys, did you guys call to talk about how Anibal Sanchez matched up with the Cardinals tonight? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Come on, Jesse. It's still it's a, it's an open wound. We don't need to go there. <laughs> I'm good. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's it's been a busy week and a half, two weeks or so, but uh, it's fun too. It's good stuff. So let's start here, Jesse. What do you believe is the urgency level from the Nationals? I think this is maybe the most important question, at least in my opinion. What is the urgency for them to trade Juan Soto before the deadline? Do you believe that this is all tied to the ownership change? And if so, do you think that this definitely needs to be done by Tuesday? I do not believe the urgency is necessarily tied to the ownership, the pending ownership change. I do believe, and I've been told that the front office thinks there's a massive difference and and maybe massive is too strong a word, a significant difference between the return in the next five days versus a return this winter. And the the simple math equation is that three pennant races with Juan Soto is a lot more valuable than two in the same way that two would be more valuable than one, et cetera, et cetera. So as far as urgency, I think the nationals still operate from position of leverage in this case, because they don't have to trade Juan Soto. If they don't, he'll be on their team next season. It's not like he's an inspiring contract or in the last year of team control. But I think everyone knows that there's a reason why they're doing it now. And that's because from a baseball standpoint, it makes more sense to trade him when he has more time left under control and therefore getting a bigger package. Now, is there some quasi way in which that actually lessens their leverage because teams know they want to do it in the next four or five days? Maybe. But I think if that's logical, in some cases, it's negated by the fact that this is Juan Soto we're talking about. And He's a transcendent generational talent that while maybe you would think that lessens the Nationals negotiating standpoint, the receiving team is getting one of the best players in baseball, if not the best hitter. So I think that might negate it in that case. Jesse, we've been hearing that a couple of clubs um, are looking into the Juan Soto trade, but maybe the most likely would be the St. Louis Cardinals, the Dodgers, the Padres. Those are the three most common names that we're seeing in circulation, mostly based on farm system prospects or what they're willing to give up based on what they have. Um, Out of those names, or maybe one I didn't mention, what is your take on that? Yeah, I think the, the most obvious sort of characteristic is a good farm system. And I think that's why we've heard a lot about the Cardinals, a lot about the Dodgers, a lot about the Padres. I think even more so for me is the box you have to check on both the owner and GM side. I think from a GM standpoint, it has to be a team and a GM that is hell bent on winning, not just this year, but in the next two. So are you looking at a really strong effort to make it to, to make the world series this October? And then are you looking at a really strong effort over the next winter and spring to build your team up for the next two seasons with Juan there. 
And then from an ownership standpoint, I think it's, it's worth remembering that while we're hearing 440 million, 15 years, all these massive numbers for a contract extension, Juan Soto is still going to make a lot of money in the next two years. So in terms of what that's going to mean for your payroll, for any receiving club, is that his next, his third year of arbitration is coming up. He could break the record there. His fourth year, since he's a super two player, would be after that. He could break another record. So you're looking at potentially $60 million in just the next two seasons to, to pay him. And that's without worrying about a long-term extension to keep him on your club beyond his team control. So I think the farm system sort of characteristic makes sense to me. And that's why we've heard St. Louis a lot. But I, I think it's a, a decision that goes well above that, too, where the owners and GMs have to be willing to push their chips in now and also make a significant financial investment in the near future and, and just forget the long-term future for now. Jesse, do you have any teams that, based on your understanding, are actually standing out in the talks right now? Or do you think that we're still in the preliminary stages of the Nationals trying to kind of assemble what the offers could even look like? Yeah, I I wish I had a better answer for you. I the Nationals, as you can imagine, have been really quiet on sure. this. Um, so I think anything I would say is more based on sort of the logic of it. Like the Padres seem like a really good fit for me because of AJ Preller's trade history and because of their system. Uh, you know, the Cardinals again, like we've talked about, makes sense because of their system. I think when you look at them, you you see a big need for starting pitching as well. So you start to wonder if the allocation of resources from their farm system will be pushed toward a Soto type player at this deadline rather than going away from the needs in their pitching staff. But yeah, I don't have an exact like sort of favorite or uh, or list of teams that are sort of on the ho- on the phone right now with Nationals. If Juan Soto would be traded by the deadline, you mentioned urgency already, and maybe some of the reasons behind that or not behind that. When would you see an actual day of this happening? If you had to choose a day and say, "Hey, if Juan Soto is getting traded by the deadline, I see it happening by this time." Oh, I wish I knew. <laughs> uh, I, I could like get extra sleep and like chug a couple <laughs> coffees. Um, I mean, I think the nature of these things, as we've seen in the past, are that they happen close to the deadline. I think that's when everyone gets a little antsy. That's when the receiving team kicks in another prospect. That's when they agree to take more of the money, maybe than they initially thought, because you start to hear other teams come in and, and the leverage goes up for the team that's trading. Because that, because basically, like when you think about the difference between August second and August third is two months, whereas next winter the difference between January 5th and January 6th for a trade is, is nothing. It's still two full seasons. So the, the urgency for any team right now is like, we have, we have the chance to get this great player by trade. And for relatively, you know, I said the big investment earlier on his arb years, but for relatively low financial commitment, we have, we have a chance to get this generational talent for three pennant races. So I, I say that to explain that I believe it would happen close to the deadline. That's when teams start to get antsy and start to maybe pony up more than they initially said. So maybe we're looking at Monday or Tuesday, but again, that's just, that's just conjecture. Jesse Doherty is joining us here for another couple of minutes on 101 ESPN. He's the Nationals beat writer for the Washington Post. Uh, read his work over there. They've done an excellent job of following this whole story from the start to where we are today. Uh, Jesse, I did want to ask you in terms of just like what it would take for the Cardinals, and I know some of this is speculative, but I've thought all along that if the Cardinals don't have one of Dylan Carlson or Jordan Walker in this deal, Carlson on the big league roster right now with four plus years of club control, uh, Jordan Walker, one of the top 10 prospects in the game, according to all of the publications, there's probably not a deal to be had there with the Nationals. Is that where your understanding is as well? Or do you think that there's a way that maybe the Cardinals could get this done without including either Walker or Carlson? Yeah, just combining 
what I've read about the potential return and also heard from the national side. I mean, I, I know that this might make some people in St. Louis gasp, but I wouldn't be surprised if the starting point of the conversation is both those guys. And that doesn't mean the Cardinals are going to do it. It doesn't mean it's, you know, <laughs> it's logical or, or good from a baseball standpoint to partner both those players. But I know the Nationals want both top prospects and guys who have proven themselves on a major league level that are, you know, under three years, under two years of control like Carlson is. Uh, I know that they, it doesn't end there. It's not, wouldn't be a two player package. So I, I think the fact that the nationals don't have to trade Juan Soto and the fact for all the reasons we've talked about the control left, the three pennant races, et cetera, et cetera, they're, they basically, they want a deal that would make opposing fan bases call your guy's show and scream, right? <laughs> like that's like, like that's what has to happen. So that's, that's leverage to some degree, but it's also why I think there's a, there's a pretty valid viewpoint that there's still a strong percentage chance. It doesn't happen at all because of that, you know, because if you're settling for anything less than something that makes, you know, that opposing executives to hold their nose while making the call to say, we accept like, that means you're probably not getting enough. And I think that's the leverage you have in trading a player at this age who hasn't really hit his prime yet. Probably Uh, that's, that's what you're working with. So yeah, when I hear those two names from a pure sort of hypothetical standpoint, I'd say there's there's a good chance they're asking for both, at least as a starter, and then you see where it goes from there. Jesse, from a Washington perspective, is there one Cardinals player or prospect that you would be eyeing specifically or being talked about in Washington um, from the Cardinals organization that you would like to see in that package deal specifically? Yeah, I haven't heard this from anyone in particular, but I think it's the Cardinals, I think Walker has, has to be involved because – for me, like you can give away just like from a math perspective. And I know people like hate war, right? It's a, I know there's a, there's a camp of people that don't love that stat, but if you're trading away a player who is uh, a high war player, right? So let's say seven war in one spot, which is a great player like Juan Soto, you can piece together that number from four other roster spots. But if you're not getting a guy who has the potential to also be that one day, to be, to, to give you that much value in one spot rather than it spread across four or five, I think you're falling short in this deal. And that doesn't mean Jordan Walker or any top prospect from another team is guaranteed to be Juan Soto or someone of his caliber. But I do think you have to give yourself a chance to get that player from your other organization. The guy who the people in their camp are saying, he's going to be a star for us. He's going to be a, a multi-time all-star. He's going to be a six, seven more player uh, or could be potentially. I think if you're not landing that guy in the package and you're more so taking volume back, that's like, you know, it's, that's like just taking a bunch of lottery tickets versus like sort of making an investment that's a bit more sound. So I know any top prospect is still a lottery ticket to a degree, but you give yourself a chance with the guy who's the most lauded, you know, the, the most lauded, the most sort of highly ranked by a bunch of publications and, and you go from there. So I would think he has to be included, but you know, we'll see, we'll see how it all shakes out. Jesse, what else do we need to know here in St. Louis about the Juan Soto sweepstakes over the next 72 to 96 hours? Oh man. Um, it's a good question. I think that the deciding factor now, uh, will be if the nationals can get what I believe to be an extremely, extremely high ask from an opposing team. I think I've seen some reports that say because Juan Soto turned down the biggest offer because he's not, you know, going to sign long-term, he's automatically going to be traded. I think that's a leap. I think that the nationals are not, 100% sold on dealing him. And so what it's going to come down to is how aggressive that team is or multiple teams are. And, and the worst thing that can happen from the Cardinals stake is that if if they really truly are in it, 
at the end is that multiple teams still are, and it turns into a bidding war because you're now going to give up more and more where we think of players going to the open market for free agency and that sort of upping their value and becoming sort of a, you know, a, a bidding war of sorts with other clubs. Like the same thing can happen on the trade market, especially when the nationals projected this far out that they're interested in shopping. Soto. this is not going to be like 12 hours. It comes together and some team gives a great offer and boom, it's done. If there's multiple teams involved, this thing could get really crazy. And, and you can start to be at a point where you're sort of compromising the top of your farm system, some of your young talent and really, really going all in, but at the risk of giving it a package that's going to really hurt on the other end. Man, that's interesting. Um, I, if you had to guess, Jesse, and I know this is putting you potentially in a bad spot, so if you don't want to answer it, I totally understand. You're a reporter. We're in the speculation business. Do you think this happens? Do you think it gets done by Tuesday? Yeah, I don't have a direct answer. I think I've, I've what I would say, and it sounds, I know it sounds like I'm coach speaking. You were walking around. Is like I think it's worth remembering the hurdles for this, not only from an ask perspective, which again is extremely high, but also of the people in the room, like Mike Rizzo and the Lerner family, which is you're exploring a sale of the team. Like the legacy aspect of this too is that you're going to be the ones who traded Juan Soto, who traded arguably the best talent ever wear at Washington Nationals uniform in a short history. And this comes on the heels of them losing a lot of other really good players. Uh, Bryce Harper, Anthony Rendon, Trey Turner, Max Scherzer to free agency last year in the division. So I think there's a lot of fresh wounds, both in the front office and in the fan base. So there's a psychological element here too, where there maybe are good baseball decisions to be made or, or to be explored, but you can't also discount sort of the hurdle that some people have to get over in their part, frankly, to make this deal. So I think Without Christian's straight-up answer, what I think, uh, handicapping in any way, I think it's just important to remember that there are a lot of boxes to check here. He's Jesse Doherty. You can find his work over in the Washington Post. He'll be following along all weekend and then into early next week as we continue to learn more about what it's going to take to trade for Juan Soto and if he ends up getting dealt. Jesse, this has been great to be able to get some information from you on exactly what the next few days are going to look like. Thanks so much for joining us today and what I know is a crazy busy time for you, man. Of course, guys. Thank you. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.